There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Thomas May. And I'm Zancy Weber. The Craving Creativity Podcast is our cry for help. A way to help ourselves as creatives to talk about how we get inspired, how we create, but also how we deal with stress, mental illness, and everything in between. Now, if you're creative, you, like us, have most likely always been seen as the black sheep of your family and always making different choices than what 90% of normal people might do. Uh, not going for the safe choice, but always living a little on the edge. With the Craving Creativity Podcast, it is our hope to create a safe space where we can talk about being creative. We want to build a community of like minded creatives and help each other subscribe email us and be part of the creative journey this is craving creativity and i am zane c weber here with my ever reliable co-host thomas my how are you thomas i'm okay yeah not the greats i'm um, <laughs> having a rough week what about you I'm also having a rough week, so I'm actually really looking to kind of taking some time out of my rough week and uh, having some fun podcast recording time. Same here. Same here with you. As I said, this is a safe space. This is where we talk about things that are good and bad, and I look forward to this every week. Yeah, and you've brought a really interesting topic today, something that we'll probably uh, spend a while digging into and talking about. You want to talk about the hero's journey. I do want to talk about the hero's journey. And if you listen to this podcast before, I've referenced it here and there, <laughs> dropped hints about well, it. Finally, the, the, finally the much-teased episode. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm a filmmaker. Produced eight films, watched, of course, a lot of films, and done a lot of work in the film space. And it's only uh, the last five or six years I've really started to... I wouldn't say discover the hero's journey because it's always mm. been there, but it just makes more sense to me now. And my earlier films are not hero's journeys films. So <laughs> it is for me, it's more about, so there's a guy called Joseph Campbell. Mm -hmm. He wrote a book called The Hero of a Thousand Faces. He wrote this book in 1949. And he went in and studied what he calls the comparative mythology. So he went around the world to study the myths from each religion, you know, tribes, different origins, different uh, different God system, different ways of people, how people were telling stories around the world. And he came up with this book called The Hero of a Thousand Faces. And basically, it's the uh, David versus Goliath. It's the everyday man who is suddenly facing, or woman, facing uh, huge obstacles he must overcome, he or she must overcome to go back. And I just want to go in and I found a quote from him. It says, a hero ventures forth from the world of common day into a region of supernatural wonder. Mm -hmm. So a world that is different, that is in. Fabulous forces are there encountered and, and a decisive victory is won. The hero then comes back from, his, from this mysterious adventure with the power to bestow boons on his fellow man and woman. I presume it says. <laughs> so this is more like what it is. And I want to talk about that in the context of storytelling. We had an episode on storytelling. But basically, 
a lot of films have been made in the hero's journey, and some of them we're going to talk about top three list, and I'm going to mention a bunch of films, and I'm sure maybe <laughs> at some point one or two of those are are your um, are maybe on your top three list. Um, I think we might have one crossover yeah. on our on the top That's three list. It's going to be interesting to see. So, um, so stories like Aladdin, Harry Potter, Star Wars. So Star Wars, George, George Lucas was one of the first ones to really start understanding this book. Because he was inspired by it, oh, wasn't he? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he read um, it and was like, yes. Not only that, but Joseph Campbell came out on a TV show in America. I can't remember what it was called, but he was interviewed for several episodes and George Lucas was just in, in all yeah, of this. So, yeah. You know, Luke Skywalker, a farm boy growing up on a deserted planet, suddenly gets thrown into this yeah. amazing world, right? You overcome all these obstacles <laughs> and, you know, win the day. So that's the hero's journey. And the reason why I like it so much is the criticism of it is that it's paint by numbers. The criticism is that it's very predictable. But I think the beauty of it is that it's it's it speaks to a core elements in our worlds of who we are of overcoming obstacles. Yeah. And we can all identify with a girl or a boy trying to do that. So it can also be girls. Let me give you some more examples. Uh, Moana, uh, the film by Disney. It's a girl on an island trying to yeah. overcome, have to go into this magical realm to save uh, her island, her people, right? Um, home Alone, a great example. <laughs> comedy, <laughs> comedy film, a young boy is forgotten at home. <laughs> They're on a plane with discovers that He's all alone and, you know, bandits, thieves are trying to come into the house. Yeah, yeah. E.T., a boy gets, gets becomes friends with an alien. Stranger Things, um, Passengers, Robinson Crusoe's, Shawshank Redemption doesn't have to be action film. So in Shawshank, Shawshank Redemption, Tim Robbins' character is framed for a murder that he didn't commit. Yeah. And he's thrown to a prison and now he has to endure hardship and figure a way out. So I think... Like humans are obsessed with taxonomy. And I think this really shows that. Like we're obsessed with like actually figuring out how things work, how things go together and how we can define yes. each and every part of everything that we do. Yes, And I think the criticism of the hero's journey is just that like, oh, it's paint by numbers, but it's like those numbers come from examples, not we set this out and then and then we had a creation, we had creations, we saw the parts of it, yeah. and these are just co the common parts across. Like, it's just mythology. Like, yes. humans have been mythologizing and had Hercules and heroes and yes. Horus of course. for millennia and millennia, yeah. yes. as long as we've been communicating. Yes. Um, and I think this is just the, even like, even Jesus, the story oh, of Jesus is a and, hero's and journey. And Muhammad, they're yeah. all st stories of, 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 of hero's journey. It is... I think like there's, I can't remember, is Christopher Booker said that there are like nine different archetypes of how to tell a story. Yes. And the hero's journey encompasses most of them yes. in some way. Like yes. you could have a comedy hero's journey, yeah. you can have a mystery hero's journey, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and I think that is, that is why there is criticism of the hero's journey because yes. uh, it's analysis. Oh, yes. It's, yeah. it's. Again, I think criticism is it's paint by numbers. The criticism is that it's it's, it's simplified. Yeah. But within that, you can create some very powerful stories. And from a box office point of view, now this disregard Marvel's whole universe because they <laughs> skewed all the numbers out the window. But if you look at maybe a time before 
the Disney dominance of, mm. of, of the Marvel heroes. Um, the box office was filled with heroes' journey, so they, they, they had a broader appeal, and they spoke to a lot more people. Because in our everyday lives, we have to overcome obstacles. If you're a kid, you got to learn how to ride a bike. That's a huge obstacle. you got to yeah. go to school. you got to grow up. So we're constantly overcoming obstacles, right? So... I think that the, the myth of that is is what is ingrained in us, and that's why we respond so favorably to heroes. I love films. that you say that it's ingrained in us, and I think yeah, it does. It does come back to that. It comes back to this is how we like to tell stories about ourselves. Yes, I encountered this problem. I fought through this problem. Exactly. I got to the other side, yes. and now I am living a better life for it. Exactly. Um, or we tell stories to our friends. I talked to this person and that person was very rude and he or she said that, <laughs> but then I said this and she said that and he said that and then I said that. That's again another storytelling element where we become the hero in the yeah. own little story. So we identify with these heroes' journeys whether we want to or not, whether we're aware of them or not. I has a great graphic online, and I'm going to share that in the show notes, link to that, so people want to start this out. But, mm. but basically, it compares Harry Potter, Star Wars, Matrix, Spider-Man, Lion King, and Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And they all start with the same thing. So Harry Potter, he lives in a cupboard under the stairs, and <laughs> right, and he gets the letter, right? Star Wars, Luke Skywalker lives on a on a farm, on Tatooine. Uh, Matrix, Thomas Anderson lives, uh, lives a double life as a regular citizen as a hacker, and then he gets contacted, right? Peter Parker is a nerdy student who gets... Bit by a spider. <laughs> gets bit by a spider. Simba is heir to the throne in the Pride Lands, and Frodo lives comfortable in Shire and visits Bilbo, right? So this is the normal world they come from, and then they have to go in from the ordinary world to the to the call to adventure. So in Lord of the Rings, Gandalf tells Frodo that he must destroy the One Ring. Scar kills M uh, Mufasa and tells Simba he has to live in the Pride Lands. And the spider bites Peter, Pan, uh, P uh, Peter Parker and he wakes up with his powers. Nero receives some cryptic messages referencing the Matrix. Yep. And R2-D2 gives Luke a message from Princess Leia. And Hera receives a letter to attend the School of Witch, uh, Witchcraft, right? So that's the, the, the call to adventure. And then there's the refusal of the call. And it goes through these 12 steps. And some say there's 15 steps. Some say there's 18 steps. Some say 16 steps. But basically there's steps. I'm not going to go through all of them. But basically... There's a structure where we as humans identify with it. And we like the box office tells us that we like these stories yeah. because we can identify with them. And so we, we love gossip. We love drama. Yes. And this is the best of both of them. <laughs> exactly. So I, I, I've just been referencing this for a while and I just wanted to talk about this in, in today's topic. And and I've been, you know, when you're a filmmaker and, and as you make films or I haven't made a film in a while, but you think about if I made a film again, what would it be like? So, you know, um, that's something that I'm currently working on at, at, at the moment. So yeah, just wanted to share that with you. Well, that is it. The hero's journey is, I don't think that is the art of storytelling in itself. Like it is the process with yes. which you make the art of the story. Excellent. Exactly. Um, so it's, it's definitely the framework that you, you add what you bring to the table. You, you bring your characters, you bring their interactions, you bring their reasoning and their, and their motivations yeah. without anything, um, without really taking into account uh, like why it's happening. Yes. Um, the, because you can reduce a story in any number of ways. You have your introduction, your complication, and your resolution. Yeah. And it's like, 
Well, if you have all three, that's just generic story. Like, yes. what, what what are you doing creatively with that? But like, that's literally every masterwork that's ever been written has those three things. Yes, but not everything that has those three things is a masterwork. Absolutely. Um, my interest in the hero story is when authors use it as uh, as a way as as kind of a meta narrative within the story. Um, I'll bring it up in my top three, but yeah. there's there's a trilogy that isn't particularly well isn't particularly famous or well thought of and it is a fantasy trilogy but the the whole fight and comp and the whole fight and um conflict of the journey is the hero fighting against being the hero yes he doesn't want to be the hero he does everything he can to not be the chosen one refusal of the call yes which is one of the steps and all the way through (laughs) and the resolution is when he finally accepts yes well and gives over to it yes and i think that that is such a great uh kind of turning on its head of uh, the hero's journey and using it against itself because all the way through there's this conflict within the reader of like this isn't how this is meant to be yeah this is really okay. yeah let me give a great example terminator right most people have watched terminator right yeah. a robot is sent from the future to kill all sarah connor right <laughs> i mean it's just crazy sarah connor is living her normal day life right she works <laughs> at a restaurant cafe and suddenly police are calling everybody's coming you know, and this robot is trying to kill her because she doesn't know why. And she's refusing. Why is this robot after me? Why is he doing it? And she's safe at the police station. Turns out she's not safe at the police station yep. because he will be back, right? <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, the refusal of the call is part of the hero's journey. And I don't want to be the hero, but she has to step up yep. in order to survive because her own survival and turns out the human species survival <laughs> is, is depending on her surviving, right? So that's that's a great uh, way of, 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 of looking at it. So it's all about these examples where the the hero does not want to be pick up yep. and become the hero because why would I do that? I want to go back to the Shire, right? Uh, they, uh, do they have you heard of Second Breakfast, right? <laughs> suddenly, <laughs> suddenly they're on this journey and there is no more Second Breakfast, right? So that's it. So the future of the call, then you're meeting with the mentor, someone who can help you, somebody who can bridge from that normal world into this fantasy world where you certainly are, like in Matrix, yep. right? You want to take the blue pill, you'll take the red pill. What What? What, what, what's your choice? And then <clears throat> you're crossing the first threshold, test allies and enemies. So there's a little stepping process. I don't want to go through all of it, but I find it fascinating and I'm liking it more and more and more. Recent examples of that is the Martian, right? Okay. He gets left yeah. behind on Mars, right? They, they think he's gone. They think he's dead. All right. The, the spaceship takes off and then <laughs> it's going to take a while before they come back, right? He's got to figure out not only how will he survive, but how will he communicate back with people down on earth mm. and how will people respond to that and hopefully come up and get him. So he has to survive. He gets put in an impossible situation, right? Yeah. Passengers, we talked about that in a different show, right? He wakes up in the middle of this 120 year old journey and he's the only human survivor on a, on a, on a spaceship. I'm, I'm interested. Is there a part of the generic hero's journey that you, that you do find cliche? Or that you do that you like less than the rest. Um, well, part of the hero's journey is to have to come back with that thing that's going to save everyone, right? Yeah. And sometimes it's spiritual. Sometimes it's a message. <laughs> sometimes it's a it's a MacGuffin. It's a thing that thing that they can stop everything, and that sometimes become a little bit cliche in my right. mind. Yeah. Yeah, I know there, there is. There's a couple things in there. The rescue from without, which is part of the kind of the resolution, yes. which is like, which is almost Deus Ex Machina, which is like 
Mm, I like my heroes to have worked and succeed without Deus Ex Machina. Sometimes yep. it's just a mentor. Someone yep. just gives them the extra clue. And kind of on the other hand as well, at the beginning, you have that mentor character yeah. where where some a lot of times is viewed just as a kind of an expo- exposition machine. Yes. It's like, this is what this world is and this is how you live in it, the end. Um, one of those, I think, is definitely... Uh, Avatar, the yeah. the blue people, yeah. um, Sigourney Weaver's character in yes. that. It's like, here's everything that we've done and you are the soldier man that we need to yeah. go and fix the problem. Yeah. Uh, I am much more interested in her if she was a character rather than her as a mentor. Yes. Um, and maybe we'll get well, to see that. Let's, <laughs> well, let's talk about the alien, right? Yeah. Uh, she they wake up on a spaceship and they pick up this thing which turned out to be alien and she has to survive. Yeah. Right. So that's a, another hero's journey. Sigourney Weaver was very strong in all the alien films because she has to survive in order to yeah. to make it. So again, that's hero's journey. Um, Avatar, it's turned around because he's this ordinary soldier who then comes out and sees it from their point of view because yeah. invasion is always stronger than defending. Somebody's invading you and then suddenly we see it from their side. How we evil human comes and want to mine the planets. But it does come back to master of two worlds. Yes. Yeah. So at the end, like he's doing what's best for both the humans on the planet and for the blue people. I can't remember. Same in the matrix, right? (laughs) So I, I guess, I guess that's my criticism of the hero's journey. Not that it exists, but the people, some people sometimes use it as a way of justifying having an archetype or yes. a stereotype. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Look, everything comes down to how you execute things, right? Because yeah. if you just follow the numbers or follow the steps, does not equal the masterpiece, as you pointed yeah. out earlier, <laughs> right? You still have to be creative and come up with new elements within that in order to make it. Um, another one recently is Lucy. You see that film that was yes, out a couple yeah. of years ago? Luc Besson, amazing film. Uh, check it out. It's really, really good. He did a, one of his first films. I think his first feature film was Nikita. Yes. Same yeah. thing. Also Hero's Journey, right? Yeah. If you haven't seen this film, it's a while ago. I'll put links in the show notes. I mean, also, like every Luke Besson movie is like Fifth Element. Yes, yes, yes. Exa- yeah, absolutely. Um, Lit- a literal refusal to <laughs> to adventure. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'll, I'll go do it. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to do it, but yeah. you have to do it because, you know, your very existence is on, in play and what are you going to do? Well, it's not like, okay, we got rid of your job. We got rid of your apartment and yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> out the door. You're out the door. And if you... Don't do it. This film will be over in 15 minutes and you're dead. (laughs) So, yeah, I just like it as it forces everyone to get involved and it forces a movement of a dynamic in a story. And I was against it, I guess, when I was younger and I'm liking it more and more now. Yeah. As a middle-aged man as I am now. so <laughs> I like things as they are now. now. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just wanted to talk about that So because I've been referencing a lot. So that's what we're going to do. Well, absolutely. So we will now, we, you'll hear a little sound, and we will talk about our top three examples yes. of the hero's journey yes. in, I guess, fiction. Yeah. So, Thomas. Yes. I'm interested to see what's on your list. I, I've i put two fairly well-known titles on my list and one not so well-known title. Okay. But I'm interested to hear what, because you, you've listed off, you listed off, uh, let's conservatively say a dozen examples of yes. of the hero's journey. I'm interested in what you, what you think are the best 
example. Yes, and I'll just repeat this. Every film that we mentioned here will be a link in the show notes <laughs> if you want to go check it out. And you should be able to find the show notes in whatever app you are listening to, uh, Belief, or the graphic, whatever app you're listening to. Well, uh, we have to come up with three lists, uh, three films. So these are films that I think are not only follow the this hero's journey in a great way, but also has some elements that I want to talk about that I think is important. So first one is Castaway. Okay. With Tom Hanks. I think that, I mean, it's Robinson Crusoe, right? I mean, he's on yeah. a plane, he crashes, he ends up on an island all alone, and he has to overcome so many obstacles, you know, just to survive, and then also make it back, because he's going to stay there forever. And I think the reason I put, there's many other films I could put on here, but the reason I put that one on is because he carries the whole film. And because he's so strong, and he is, I mean, he's, he's in, He's alone. Ninety-five percent of the film, he's all alone in this film, and he just carries the film, and it just speaks volumes to his acting. But I think it's. And I do course, enjoy that he creates another persona Wilson. that acts as a mentor to him. <laughs> yes, it's like Wilson is the yeah. is yeah. the the voice of reason. Yes, so um, I just want to put it in there. So, what's your what's your one now? Uh, are you saying specifically films? No, no, no. It could be any okay. work of fiction, please. So, uh, well, mine is my first. My first one is a book that got turned into a movie, both very well thought of, To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, yeah. Um, and I put this in because it isn't a huge mythological tale. There's no, no actual journey. It yeah. is a metaphorical journey of this growth of a girl into realising the world that she's living in yes. and solving the mysteries around her through her father and his, uh, his actions. So, obviously, it's a discussion of... Um, uh, uh, it's a discussion of racism in America when a white lawyer uh, chooses to actually defend yes. a, an African-American man. I, th- I really love the the symbology of the of Boo, uh, Boo Radley throughout this and just discovering uh, it, it, it is a growing up. Yes. Um, and it only spans within a year, but it is... Uh, a really contained version of the hero's journey. Yes. Uh, whereas the rest of what I have here is not. Okay. <laughs> well, that's one thing about our top three list. We we inter- interpret them the, yeah. the way we want. <laughs> we, we, we take our own take on them, right? We You and I don't discuss them beforehand, so we just come yeah. out with them live yeah. here. So um, the second one I put in there is The Lord of the Rings because it's just a massive, massive, massive undertaking that Peter Jackson did and, you know, turning those books into those three pieces of uh, of, of uh, long films as it is. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's just impressive. So uh, I think we should put it in there just for, for what he's done for us. Absolutely. Let's not talk about The Hobbits. Let's not talk about all the other stuff. Well, you see, yeah. you see, you've said Lord of the Rings. I'm specifically talking about the book version of The Hobbit, which is, again, literal point for point oh, hero's journey. Absolutely. Yeah. But then it's... Yeah, it's, it's tiny. Hero's it's journey it's 100 is a tiny, pages. 100 pages. Let's <laughs> blow that up to three films, whereas you had Lord of the Rings with the three massive books. Yeah, we can leave the yeah. films out of it, but yes. yeah, The Hobbit is, yeah, point for point absolutely. hero's journey. You absolutely. can pick every character yeah. throughout that. Uh, and and yes, yeah, so that's my number two, is The Hobbit specifically. Well, so we did the crossover right yep, there. That, that's, that's one of the ones, that's the one I thought we'd okay. crossover on. Uh, my last one is also one of my favourite films, and it's just because that film meant so much to me, is Back to the Future. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you know, Marty uh, goes, without knowing, <laughs> goes back in time, right? Yep. And yeah. not only is he back in time, he has to figure all this stuff out, but he also has to get back in time because otherwise, back <laughs> to his present day, otherwise he's going to die. And he has to overcome a lot of stuff. And um, I was 15 years old when that film came out, and 
I it meant a lot to me in my human personal growth. <laughs> I know, yeah, it's a fun film, it's a faction film, but it's also about that the past does not equal the present. Yeah, and that you can yeah. change at any point in your life. You don't have to. You can't. You don't have to be steady. Um, mom would, some would reg- my wife would probably say that I am too unstable. <laughs> and I'm constantly changing things too much up, but I think that film's just stance uh, is, is amazing. Oh, it, it absolutely does. It is. And again, like, I think that's a great version of a comedy based yeah. around the hero's yeah. journey. Yeah. Because, yeah, some of these things, like the, the mentor character there is unhinged. Like, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Dark brown, right? Um, yeah. but, but still, you have this compelling story yeah. uh, built out of this just really basic f- framework. Yeah. Um, now, my final one is what I referenced earlier. It's a book series. It's a trilogy yeah. um, called It's the Soldier's Son Trilogy by Robin Hobb. Okay. Um, and while I was reading it, I was actually getting frustrated with it, with how obstinate this character was being just like, at what point do you just go, okay, let's get this over and done with, yeah. uh, because like through the whole three books, he is fighting against, he basically in the first book, he has this mentor character that exposes him yeah. to some magical thing. And this yeah. magical thing chooses him as the chosen one who's going to fix this worldwide problem that yes. there is. It's not necessarily life and death for everyone. It's just opposing forces. Yeah. Um, and he just happens to be on the opposite side of these two opposing forces to the force that shows him. Yeah. So he's fighting against it the whole way through. And at the very, very end, he of gives the third in- book. Yeah, of the third book, he, he okay, gives that's in. A long, that's a long refusal. It's a, and that's the thing, like everything, there's a lot of drama happening yeah. and he's doing things yeah. um, that are changing the world in yeah. good or bad ways. Uh, but it's basically a discussion of this hero's journey of like, if you are chosen, can you change the world or are you just a pawn? Yes. Uh, and I think that's a really interesting, it, and then- at the end of it, I was like, that's actually a really interesting way to treat a character Absolutely. the whole way through. Absolutely. Um, because usually the hero is like, no, I don't really want to do it. Okay, it's now worth it for me to go do it. Or like a, a parent dies or they have some justification. Um, and I think, yeah, having this uh, series-long refusal was a really interesting way to analyse and, okay. uh, and I guess, undermine your... Uh, your expectation of how this book was going to play out. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I haven't, I haven't read these books, so I don't know. Um, but I, I can reference it with Star Wars and Luke Skywalker. If you go back and watch episode four, which was the first film, even though it's the fourth film, very confusing. But the first one they made, he is whiny. He's a teenager. Yeah. He's just complaining all the time. <laughs> like, no, I don't do this. I don't do that. This is ridiculous. So it's all about him, me, 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 me. And yeah. it's, you know from a teenage point of view, Absolutely. which it is. And then he goes more mature and becomes eventually this master, as we all know, in, at the end of it. But um, so, yeah, it's it's also that big, strong refusal. But why yeah. Why should I? Why should I? Why well, me? Why me? Yeah. Why me? Why is this happening to me? And well, Sarah Connor, it is happening whether you like it or not. He's, everyone he will said never give up. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> why me? Exactly. All right. All right. Well, that's our, those are our lists. That's been our episode. Yeah. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, send us an email. The email address is in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, let us know if there's a topic that you would like us to cover or yeah. if you have, uh, if, if we've made a glaring uh, omission from oh, this week's episode. Most possibly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't, we could not list every single work of fiction that's ever been written, but we tried our best. 
uh, yeah, get in contact with us. Uh, and we'll be back next week with another episode. Thank you so much, Thomas. Thank you, Sam. Uh, yeah, and we will be back next week with another episode. Absolutely.